Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here today with my boy Noor Kidwa. How are you, man? Good, brother. How you doing? Not too bad, man. Just, again, just come a little closer to that mic. Just pick, appreciate <laughs> right. you. You yeah. know what we're talking before? You just came back from uh, Mexico? Uh, yeah. So it was uh, right at the beginning of February I was there. So I went there for 12 days. Like this is before the lockdown, right? Before the big lockdown, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, did, uh, you had um, ayahuasca sessions? Yeah, so uh, I met this guy like a while back and uh, he does like these retreats out in Peru and out in uh, Mexico. So he would go down there for like maybe uh, 12 days. I think we went down there and we did six ayahuasca ceremonies. So like pretty much one every two days. And um, how was that? This is something I've always wanted to do. How how did it go down? Oh, dude. Um, you, Are you, you one with Earth now and shit? Man, yeah. I've had, <laughs> hey, trust me, you have some of those experiences like when you're on the, like, they call it medicine because, like, I, I don't like to call it a drug because, like, this shit's, like, uh, straight up, like, it's a psychedelic medicine. Like, it, what it really does, it, like, helps you, like, look inside, like, pretty much your subconscious and like actually like see why you are the way you are why you behave the way you behave um and it like actually like shows you like helps you heal through a lot of that shit and come out on the other side like a lot more like motivated and confident in yourself and like uh, a lot like with a lot better vision of like what you want for yourself uh it's, so it's crazy man that sounds incredible, and correct me if I'm wrong, and just for those uh, listening, ayahuasca is pretty much the plant form of DMT, right? Yeah, so it's a, it's a plant and it's a vine, and they mix it together. So the plant has uh, the DMT in it, and then the vine um, has this thing that stops your body from breaking down the DMT. So you just so, take it as Yeah, it. so yeah. you take it as like a tea. They mix it up. It's like a shot. You take it. It tastes like shit. You fucking drink it back. It takes about 30, 40 minutes. And uh, usually then you start feeling it. What's, feeling. what's it like? Every I've done it 13 times now. Like, so I've been doing it for about five years. Oh, legit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, every year I kind of go back to it and do it. It's such a good reset and, like, really helps me, like, uh, look at my goals for the year. And, like, honestly, it helps me grow so much. Like, Fuck, it, dude, I'm jealous. I wanted to do that. Mexico is always the place you go. Like, that's uh, the destination. I yeah, I did it back in Peru the first time I did it. I went to, like, the rainforest and I actually, like, uh, went into the rainforest and fucking, like, uh, stayed a week with some shamans and did it with them. Uh, that was the first time I did it. And then um, I when I came back to Calgary, that's when I was living in Calgary at the time. I yeah. actually ended up finding some people who did it down there. In like, Calgary? Yeah, they did it out at a farmhouse. And like, so every year I would like, it's almost like just a reset for me every year. Because uh, before you go into a ceremony, you have to um, clean out your body. So like for two weeks before you go into any of these ceremonies, you have to stop smoking weed. You got to stop drinking. You got to stop eating any kind of red meat. Um, and then uh, like oh your, wow yeah and then three why the red meat? Uh, so red meat just slows down your body. So this whole thing is uh, about uh, like raising the, your body's like you can say almost energy because like it takes a lot of energy for your body to break down red meat. Okay. So it's nothing saying anything bad about red meat. Yeah. It's just saying it's. Um, I thought you were pushing. You got like yeah, a yeah, vegan no, agenda. No, 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 no. Yeah, don't worry. Fucking hey, buddy. Like right. We're we're having a steak after this oh, still, okay. right? Yeah. yeah, I'm down. I'm down, buddy. No, trust me. I'm fucking like waiting to like get my first burger after I'm done like with my ayahuasca treatments, man. If you if you show up to Mexico and we're like, yo, I'm here for ayahuasca, sick. And do they follow up? Do they ask you, have you cleaned out? your body in the last two uh, weeks well no because it, it doesn't mean like it all it does it just lessens the effect of the ayahuasca so it's not like you're hurting yourself you're just done you're just not gonna have that okay. great of a experience right so to go in fully like to go in to the maximum depth yeah you need to do this two-week cleanse thing yeah so like and then like three days before it you have to stop all sugar you got to stop all oil uh salt all fucking oil salt yeah like uh, you wait so no like, flavor for three yeah, days so like three days i'm eating oatmeal toast with peanut butter boiled eggs with salads like but peanut butter's got a ton of sugar though you have to eat the natural sugar. Oh, like, okay, uh, okay. it's not like natural sugars are all fine Okay, like, so um, you can have fruits all day yeah, and all that. Fruits yeah, yeah. and vegetables, gotcha. like a ton of that shit. 
But uh, yeah, it's all about cleaning out your body. And then um, when you go and do it, like uh, you want to get your body into like a very um, sensitive. So that's why like the day you do it, you fast. You like you don't eat anything that whole day. And you're so it's just like mushrooms. When you do mushrooms too, you're, you're supposed to not have anything in your system. Exactly. Uh, just so you're, I guess it's only processing that one intake. Yes, and uh, and then like when you're like that, and you'll notice it. Like now that I've um, actually done this diet so many times, like I notice like how I become like my body becomes more sensitive to like everything around me. Like I'm actually like my intuition, like it actually raises up, and I can actually like start like I can almost like start feeling people a lot more. Like when I'm around them, like I'm like oh I can actually kind of feel your energy, like how you're feeling. I become like a lot more empathetic. Uh, when I'm like on that diet. Okay, this is the the pre ayahuasca phase. Yeah, you're and, just in the zone. And more. that's like the that's the kind of uh, zone they want you to get in when oh. you come to do it because now your body's ready to uh, like take the medicine. So in my mind, when you do ayahuasca, you're just in like a teepee, a teepee with like a shaman who's <laughs> like, and now visit the spirit world. Yeah. The f- <laughs> and like there's a fire in the middle, and he goes, look into the fire, Noor what do you see? And then you see, you're like my father or something like that. How does it actually go down? Like, are they in teepees and shit? So like, uh, they would call them big huts. Like they called it a maloca. A maloca. That's where we were in Mexico. So it was a big Which is hut. a Spanish word for sh- cottage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, man, it's just like a fucking uh, maloca. So it's a big fucking hut. Um, kind of with like a teepee like top to it. And uh yeah, man, like 20 of us could fit in there. We had some shamans from like um, Peru come out and like they were fucking helping us with the medicine and shit. And it was strong medicine, man. Like uh, every fucking ceremony, like it takes you to a different spot in your head and like teaches you like I, I honestly like now that I've done it 13 times, like the first few times you do it, like it can kind of be like re- really powerful. You come out of it. Overwhelming. And you're like, yeah, overwhelming. You come out of it and you're like, wow, that was amazing. But like, I still don't really know what to think of this. Okay. But like and now that I've done it 13 times, it's like I fucking like just know like this shit like wants to teach you shit. It wants to help you in your life. It has such a like a loving presence to like the medicine. But every fucking trip is different. Okay, so, like, I'll tell you this. The last... Yeah, like, examples, please. All right, so the last year... Um, actually, I've been suffering with back problems my whole life. And okay. And, like, uh, this last year, I fucked up my shoulder really badly. And, skiing, um, probably? Uh, nah, <laughs> no, I was fucking <laughs> holding a fucking ladder skiing. Oh, I look word. like a yeah. fucking skier. <laughs> you look like you could do zip, zip, zip. <laughs> That's a pretty I'm... nice sweater, bro. You oh, look like yeah, you ski, bro. This is a ski That's sweater. a nice sweater, yeah. All right. Damn, I, I hope I'm not putting that button No, up. bro. No, there's nothing. I ski. I love skiing. There's nothing wrong with it, bro. Nothing wrong with skiing, bro. If you ski out there... Shout out to all the skiers. <laughs> all right. Nobody really skis out there. No, skiing is the shit. But uh, it's like uh, it gets a bad rep. Like, you ski, bro? You're privileged? And it's like, no, I'm not. I just like sliding down the snow quickly. It's yeah, no, with your actually, music. It's sick. It does actually sound fun. <laughs> but you fuck your shoulder up. Yeah, so I fucked my shoulder up. It was on a ladder, by the way. Um, so, uh, yeah, for the whole year, I just had like a rough shoulder and it just kept like even like working out and stuff I'd work out and then I'll re-injure it and then like you know I'd have to take time off and like it was just a shitty mine's kind of like that too by the way yeah yeah yeah. a little bit so I did this fucking ayahuasca my shoulder and my back were fucked up and because I was doing six trips like during the trips like you I could actually feel it it would grab your body and it'll like actually start moving my shoulder and my spine like by itself and like uh, to one, readjust almost to readjust it did a whole readjustment and i came out of it and my posture was feeling great and the shoulder pain was gone and um like i've just never had it like the one trip i did like so i, I did a wow. podcast on this uh where i fucking explained every like trip in detail um but like uh, this one trip i did this was my fourth one I, uh, the, the medicine like actually just like took my spine and I could feel it like pressing shit in my spine. And every time it pressed something in my spine, I just like walked up and my neck would like fly to one side and then it would fly to the other. And then my shoulder would just start moving. And like, it had like, like literally chiropractic. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was pressing like pressure points in different parts of my spine. And I, it would just move me like with like by pressing those points. And I had like zero control. And, like, honestly, when, like, I was just, like, just because, like, 
I've done it so many times that I like trust the medicine. You let I it do its yeah, thing. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't freaking out. Cause like if that happened to me on my first or second time, I swear I would have been like, I'm fucking possessed. Yeah, right yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck's going on? But like, do your thing, ayahuasca. I trust you. <laughs> hey, but like, I asked the like shaman afterwards. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, oh yeah, it's called like we always laugh about it. We call it the ayahuasca chiropractor. It's just like, um, oh wow, yeah, like it it can realign your it, like. The amount of shit these guys like claim like I uh, can help with people and like their like mental health and shit like it's insane like I've I only walk, heard of positives yeah ayahuasca from, gets people off of fucking heroin I've only shit. heard of positives like from um, psychedelic experts on like Rogan and uh, <laughs> I think the extent of my knowledge on this stuff is all from guests on Rogan who are like study psychedelics and study this and that but uh, only ever heard of positives. From ayahuasca, I didn't realize it would physically adjust your body <laughs> back to the default. Dude, I fucking like uh, that was probably my tenth time doing it, and I didn't fucking realize that either. And it did, and like I came out of that like uh, just like completely amazed. Um, yeah, it has shown me stuff about my life that I needed. Like uh, it, like this last uh, few trips uh, that was showing me about curiosity. And it was just telling me like how this is something I need in my life to be more curious about shit. Okay. And it was just like because like I was also thinking about starting a podcast up for a while, and like I think this was something I was lacking. But it was like showing me if like somebody that's curious, like you'll constantly be searching for answers, and it'll just help you with content in every part of your life. Um, at being like the kind of artist I am, like as a podcaster and like stand up comedian, it's like I constantly want content, but what you need is that curiosity to, to pursue you, it to explore yeah to explore and like get curious about life get curious about mm. people get curious about those kind of different things and like it was like actually implanting like like curiosity in my mind and uh showing me it like and, and it showed me about boredom because that's usually it was showing me like that's almost kind of like the opposite end of like uh, curiosity because you get to board where you just kind of sit back and like passive totally and you're completely passive you just end up like for me like i end up just going on fucking my phone or whatever yeah instagram just deep in the feed and yeah and just fucking waste waste hours waste days and uh you just get bored and you just get that energy and it was like showing me how like these two things are like two different types of energy almost and like it was like putting this curiosity in me and i've had that in me like since i came back like it comes and goes i'll tell you uh i'll, I'll tell you this like uh, people who hear about ayahuasca they think it's like this magic fucking pill or whatever that'll take away all your things you do it and you're gonna feel amazing afterwards like you, you will feel amazing but it's work afterwards as well like you have to do that kind of like work on yourself afterwards like it'll give you a lot of uh it'll give you a lot of vision and like eye opening of what you need to do and like to be who you want to be and like to get to where you want to get kind of thing but like you have to still do that afterwards in my uh in my experience doing like i've never done ayahuasca i've never done dmt uh just with my experience with these psychedelics lsd i find is very clinical mm. So it's almost like it. You when you do LSD, have you done acid? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know you in my uh, in my experience, you zoom up so you see a bird's eye view of your thinking patterns. Mm. You know, so you think about how you typically think. Let's say you see a dog coming your way, and your you know your intuition says, "Oh shit, that is that a stray dog? Be careful." LSD lets you be like, "Oh, I'm." By default, I'm nervous of dogs or something like that. You know what I mean? That's the LSD. Versus mushrooms, I find that mushrooms put you in tune with natural energy. So anytime I'm on mushrooms, I always end up barefoot, like outside. Yeah. Always end up barefoot on grass or in a forest. I hate doing mushrooms in like a very... Um, like a city. A city, yeah. exactly. A very like uh, built, designed, man-made thing. Mm -hmm. I like mushrooms in nature, right? It really puts you in tune like one time I was in, uh, doing, uh, one time I was uh, on a bunch of mushrooms in a trail in London where I do it, Kamoka, you know it if you know it. Uh, and dude, I was just like riding and walking and just like on a trip. And at one point I'm like next to this lake and I'm, I have some idea and I start writing on my little notebook and uh, I s like I see a huge cloud of like bugs, mosquito st style bugs, 
just moved to the left slowly until I was in the middle of it. I was fully in the middle of this cloud of bugs and like none of them were fucking with me. I wasn't at all worried. I'm literally like it puts you, it resonates. You go in the same wavelength yeah. where there's no fear. There's none of that. You just exist within this cloud of bugs, which you would normally be like, oh, fuck, like a thousand of these things. You'd be like, what the fuck? And you dip, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I describe mushrooms. It puts you like in tune with these energy. What I want to know is like with ayahuasca, how do you, all these realizations and do you have them in the form of thoughts? Like, I never thought of that. Or do you hear it in the form of a voice? Is there a character? Is there a figure? So, is it the shaman, his voice out loud guiding you through the trip? How does it come to you? Like how, okay, I will short, you know what I mean? Yeah, short answer, it can be all of those. And I think a lot of people are different. For me, it comes more in like uh, thoughts and like it'll like move my uh, thoughts around and it'll like bring thoughts up to me and like it'll show me, but it feels like it's my thoughts. Okay. Um, but like a lot of other people say they have voices like actually talking to them or um, visions like a lot of, it's a very visual drug for most people, but I don't, I think just for me, I'm not a very visual person. Like even when I do mushrooms or acid, sometimes I see visuals, you don't see the movement but like yeah. har hardly yeah. ever. Like you, you, I'm just more of a mental person. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I talked to the shaman about that. And he said, that's like a, that's a big thing with um, psychedelics is just people are different. And like, uh, I personally like having the thoughts come to me because it usually makes a lot more sense to me because if you have visions, you kind of have to remember, remember yeah. and then go and interpret them. So yeah. it, it becomes, if you like, have your own re realizations you've come to, yeah, it, it's it, like a concrete moment. It's, that and you it's very with. concrete. And like what, with me, what I do is like the next day I wake up first thing in the morning and I go straight to my journal and I just start jotting the shit down. And like, um, while it's still fresh because it, it will like kind of leave, uh, you cause it, it, it just it's like a dream. A, it it's just feels like a dream. Like a dream. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's weird as fuck, man. It's weird as fuck. You but. said you were uh, six days, one day on, one day off? Yeah, so we did have a couple, like, we ended up missing the first day because our flight got, uh, like, we had just shit with the flights and stuff. So, like, uh, the first day we were supposed to do the first ceremony, so we pushed it back. So we had two times where we were doing two ceremonies back to back. Okay, but we, normally you do a, a, a rest day in between. Yeah, and um, like a reflect rest, you mingle with people. Yeah, and like, um, yeah. So sometimes it's great to mingle with people. Sometimes it's not. Like, uh, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> well, because like the thing is, everyone's working with so much different shit, man. And like, some people mm. had some like legit issues. Like, I'm going there when I like, because a lot of times when you do ayahuasca, you want to have an intent. With me, it was like I, I was like kind of like my confidence was kind of shaken before I went and I was like not really believing in myself and my vision before I was going there. So my intent was like to really reconnect with who I am and like get that belief back in myself. Okay. And it fucking gave me it. And it Fuck gave me yes. it a hundred times like more than I expected. Props to um, that, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And But like other people, man, like. I've had there are people like dealing with like family suicides. There were people who were dealing with fucking um, uh, like sexual abuse. There was people dealing with like real fucking shit, right? So are like, you guys all in the hut together? Yeah, yeah, physically. And we, yeah, yeah, and uh, we all like we do it at night, so it's dark, and everyone kind of stays to themselves, right? Are but, there people like screaming and crying from the corner, you and your neck is like? <laughs> You're like those fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah, those fucking yeah, my cracking. Yeah, back. stay away from me. <laughs> like a fucking transformer. <laughs> oh, dude, I felt like that. Yeah, people, Form of a healthy person. <laughs> people were crying though, man. Fucking, they were crying and uh, laughing and uh, everything. Yeah, and purging. Like you puke on it, like puking and. Um, and that does, you don't lose the effect when you puke. Like it doesn't. Oh leave no, your it's system. usually. Uh, like so okay this is called purging so this is one thing that ayahuasca does that uh, uh mushrooms or acid just never do um well they kind of can do it but like not even <laughs> you haven't eaten enough yeah. mushrooms <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so like they can do it so let me uh, take that back but with ayahuasca this happens almost every time you do it uh, there's some sort of purge so most of the time it's puking um and uh, what you'll do is like you um it's actually, you can like actually feel it's taking like different energies in your body that are not serving you and uh, different um, 
like it, it's taking shit and toxins in your body that are bad for you and it like releases them like a lot of times like the first time i did it in the jungle it felt like there was this thick sludge going through like my whole body like my veins were like my blood was just sludge and i just felt every vein in my body and it like thick thick shit flood um like pumping through my body and then all of a sudden it just slowly started all coming to my stomach and like once it all got to my stomach i just fucking was like oh shit and i grabbed my bucket and i just started like puking so hard into it but like the puking felt amazing it felt like uh just like a stream of just like this shit just coming out of you and like and, uh, and like when i came out of it like my body was so light and I just felt amazing and I was like dancing and just okay. like, holy shit. That's incredible. Yeah. Two things. Was it a different color? Was it a weird, did it look like normal puke or so, was it just uh, like black tar? You're uh, like, Jesus. <laughs> so the funny thing is it felt like I puked and just filled up the bucket because I just kept puking. Yeah. But in the morning when I looked at the bucket, it was just like a little bit in there. Like it was like, uh, because I was fasting all day and like, yeah, yeah. You know? I, that's why I'm like, it doesn't reduce the effect because that's the only contents of your stomach is the ayahuasca No, no, drink. you like, yeah. uh, the second time I did it in the jungle, so okay this one i'll tell you this story because this kind of tells you like how it teaches. Well, before you tell the story the thing second thing you had a designated bucket that was my second you thing do, you're like you i grabbed my bucket. bucket everybody's you gotta got a bucket. have a bucket like, all right steve here's your bucket yeah it's uh, maggie your bucket here you go it's and they're like that's the one thing when you talk to people about this shit and they're like oh you have to bring a bucket i'm never fucking trying that shit yeah <laughs> but you're like yo you're you're fucking like expelling all the toxins out of your body That's your toxins and like it's like a lot of mental toxins as well like just mental like honestly it feels like it's like sending you on a different wavelength in life like you you feel so much lighter afterwards fuck i want to do this so yeah. bad oh dude like I, I like honestly it's just something i fucking um one of the reasons i fucking started my podcast uh god yay or day it's just like I wanted to share this shit and I'm just like, okay, this is fucking something I like a hundred percent believe and I'm a hundred percent passionate about. Like I'll fucking uh, talk about it and be open with it. Cause I, you know, especially with like family and stuff on Facebook and social media. Uh, at first I was like kind of hesitant. Like maybe they're going to think I'm like a fucking druggie or yeah, whatever. But after yeah. 12 sessions of medicine, as you call it, you're like, what am I, why not just, it's the truth, right? It's, it's your truth, truth. And you gotta fuck it. It's your truth, period, yeah. right? And oh, sorry, I cut you off. You were gonna say the other story? Okay, so the second time I did it, and this will teach a lot of people how, because like a lot of people are afraid of ayahuasca because you can have some fucking... Listen to this, <laughs> all, all you naysayers, yeah. listen to this. And it's honestly, it like it can take you to some really fucking rough areas in your life. Um, it can like it heals you by like sometimes like showing you old memories and stuff that really fucking have a lot of pain in you. So you have to kind of relive it a little bit. But this is how you release. Um, so when it teaches you something... Um, this is like kind of like a, this story is so the second time I did it I drank the fucking thing the brew and within 15 minutes like I couldn't keep it down and I puked it up and so now I'm just sitting on my mat and I'm thinking like did it fucking like did it take effect like where am I like, did I cancel I, it out yeah is it all like gone? it was yeah. only 15 minutes like did it get in there so I just kind of laid down on my mat and just waited for like an hour and a half nothing happened and I can like hear other people like they're in their, their spines are adjusting yeah, yeah. they're puking <laughs> yeah. and they're doing all their shit so I'm like okay everyone else is like doing fine in the zone yeah. yeah so I wait another hour and then finally I kind of like chicken out I'm like oh, I don't want to fucking like get high tonight and like I was it's like I'm going back to my hut so like I'm in the middle of the jungle I go back to my hut and like once I get into my fucking um into my hut I lay down on my bed and then like this fever just like fucking hits me and like I'm just like now like just like in this like crazy fever my mind like I'm just sweating I'm pouring sweat and it's like already like plus 35 in the jungle and now I'm just like in my hut just rolling around just like pouring sweat and just having this body aches and pains and I was just like fuck fuck like I'm gonna die and like I'm just like start freaking out I'm like holy shit I caught something in the jungle like I'm so stupid I start thinking like why didn't I take medicine like I knew I should have taken malaria like I'm dying, like <laughs> all of these thoughts like i'm just having a fucking panic attack a fever and um and uh like body aches all at the same time and then all of a sudden like it hits me and i'm like oh wait a second like this is the medicine i'm like this is the medicine giving me this shit right now and then i'm like and like all of a sudden i'm like why and like when i like asked that question it like showed me like 
about my life and like how I'm just not grateful for anything I fucking have and like just how easy your life is compared to like people in the world like how much pain they have like how people live their life and for you to have such a easy going life and how no gratefulness you have for it and like it like was showing me that and like I, I just started like panicking I'm like I'm sorry like I'm I, like, I started screaming out loud oh. yeah like I'm just like I'm sorry like I, I'll, I'll fucking I'll be grateful for my life I'll stop living so selfish like i just started screaming shit like that and like all of a sudden i just felt like a breaking point and when i once this like i passed this threshold i just ran to the fucking toilet and i just started fucking like violently just puking like just like fucking like like there were people like a hundred like uh, meters away um in another hut and they told me in the morning like they fucking like i woke them up and shit just like for how like violent i was puking holy shit what was even in your stomach at this point i don't know and like maybe i didn't uh like because afterwards uh, when you look at it you were just like there was some like it was like bile and stuff it felt like yeah um, because there's nothing in yeah yeah Yeah. so like it was weird there was stuff that came out but like i don't know what it was okay but like uh demons yeah when it came out um and then like once it came out like all my fever everything just went away and like this like calmness came over every like fucking part of my body and i just like went and laid down on my bed and all of this all of this like memories of like why i should be like so grateful for everything i have in my life just came to me like all of these people in my life um what they've done for me and what they mean to me and like it was just like a whole wave of everything and reminded me why i should be grateful and then like that gratefulness that i feeling of gratefulness i'm just never felt it like almost and filled with love at the same time i've never felt it like that before and it stuck with me afterwards. And, like, it's, it's something, like, now, like like I said, after you come out of your trip, now, like, it's, like, I learned I have to live more grateful for when, in my life. That's what ayahuasca teached me. Now, am I going to do it? And, like, I had to, like, learn to, like, now, like, um, take that time as much as I can to feel that gratefulness in my life and keep it coming. And it makes my life so much more easier to live and, like, I don't know I feel like it brings me more blessings and like it just gives me a much better life because I've like done that but that's like a lot of like how you can have a negative trip in ayahuasca or like a really hard trip but it just brings you like something so beautiful afterwards and such like a fundamental change right to that's like amazing. that's like are. a life-changing moment oh, right it would fucking completely change my life I came back home I stopped like being scared of like uh, what I was doing at the time in comedy. I fucking got my visa to go to the UK at the time. I was like, I I was just completely not afraid anymore. Like I always like I was like for years I was like I want to go to the UK as a Canadian. I can get this two year visa. Like why don't I do it? Why don't I do it? And I always made excuses. Um, after that trip, it was just like fuck it. I'm ready. I went home. I fucking went to the computer. Got my visa. Once the visa but, came in, planned my like trip. all that resistance just disappeared. Just disappeared. And like uh, it was just. And I went to the UK. I fucking uh, had a great time there. Two full years. I didn't do the two full years. I went there, realized it wasn't what I wanted, yeah. and came back. But I grew so much, grew, grew so much when I went there, and like learned so much about myself. And then I came back and realized like Toronto was like what I wanted more. Like Toronto was like more of who I am and uh, what I needed. And uh, so then that, I, I want to get to that. Just a couple things to wrap up this ayahuasca stuff. This is amazing. Are there any people that the shamans recommend don't take? Is it, the the way that the shamans approach ayahuasca is it, it will be beneficial uh, it will be beneficial regardless it cannot be like no I, I think um, or do they say if you if, do they give a disclaimer if uh, you're blah 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 maybe yeah yeah should. like uh, medication uh, disclaimer so like if you're on SSRIs which are like the mental illness yeah like, yeah uh, anxiety think, depression anxiety all that depression, stuff yeah yeah so like. Uh, those ones, if you're on the medication, yeah, you got to uh, talk with them and like plan like a proper detox because you can't have that medication and you and doing it. Yeah, some weird um, clash. And like, yeah, so and I'm also probably so I'm pretty sure you're like if you have like schizophrenia, like uh, yeah, 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 or like yeah. if you have uh, like, severe mental disorders. Yeah, yeah, and if you have that in your family, maybe this probably isn't the best for you. And uh, also, like, if you're a complete, like, egotist, um, like, 
uh, you'll probably never ever even think about trying it. But wouldn't wouldn't it be the best for those people? Uh, but they're gonna have such a fucking hard crash down, man. Like, um, if you're like so fucking, but like the thing is, people who are so fucking like egomaniac kind of thing, they never even would look at ayahuasca and give a shit about trying it. Like, uh, most of the time. So like, uh, I don't think you have to worry about that too much. But those guys would might have like, cause if you're like so kind of identified with your ego self, yeah, like it might when, be when, dangerous. Yeah, when it yeah. fucking like cuts it off, you're gonna fucking like have a complete panic yeah, attack. Yeah, right? your self is like yeah up gonna, in the air. Yeah, you know, you question like, your identity, everything. Yeah, yeah. And um, and you like at this point, I know I'm curious as fuck, and I'm sure everybody who's listening at this point, if you want to do ayahuasca, what are your options? Let's assume a lot of these listeners are in Ontario. There's people all over the world. Yeah, man. Okay. What are your options? Like, actually, like, if you want to do ayahuasca, post-COVID, all this shit goes away. You know, all this yeah, COVID stuff yeah. is done, right? Assuming, you know, this summer, next summer, whatever. Uh, how, do you, how do you go about doing it? Um, what is the way you would recommend in your 12, 13 sessions? So, like... If you find a, like, because, uh, like, I can't give away, like, some of the people I've done it with just because it is. Like, I get it. I get yeah, it. I'm yeah. not saying give me their name uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But so, like. Um, is there specific resorts in Mexico that only do ayahuasca stuff and you just have to Google it? Yeah. So, the resorts in Mexico, because I, uh, yeah, if you can find them and if you, okay, if you can find a place and you know somebody who's been there or you can, um if you can find somebody you trust who's been to the place and can just say like they do it properly and they like respect everything, Go then there. do it. Yeah. Okay. Like um, if you want to. You'll tell me your place off air. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to go to Peru, just because this place, uh, like, you know, Peru, not too many people are going to. And like this place is on the Internet. It's called DAS. That's D-A-S Healing Center. Das Healing Center, Peru. Yeah, so like that one's... Like, and check out Machu Picchu, you know? Yeah, yeah. Two birds, hey, one that's, stone, That's baby. what I did. Two that's birds, I, one I get, stone. I, I went there for three weeks. I did two uh, a week out in the jungle, fucking did ayahuasca, then went, uh, did Machu Picchu and stayed uh, around uh, Cusco, which is in the Sacred Valley out there. It was that's a incredible. Life-changing trip, man. And uh, yeah, so if you do that, uh, you can go there. I would say do um, at least two... At least do two ceremonies the first time you do it. Um, that means so four days roughly. That's four days. Well, no, you um, sometimes you um, like when I did it in Calgary. If you're doing two ceremonies, you do them back to back. That's Fucking, a Calgary session, though. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and hey, man. <laughs> Um, you can do it in Calgary and have the exact same uh, trip. Yeah, I'm just fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but you can have it, uh, this medicine, man, you can have it if it's done right and it's done with the proper kind of uh, people and stuff. Like, I need I need a shaman who has a South American accent. Yeah, you know what I mean? If, they, if they're helps. just like, look within yourself and look in the fire, uh, <laughs> see what you, you know, that's not going to do it for me, all right? Hey, Steve, cut it out. Look in the fire, bro. No, I need a guy who's like, the wind is blow. Actually, I don't even know. The wind is blow. Uh, that was Chinese. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm going for. You know. Just dun, an dun, accent. Dun, dun, Give me yeah. an accent. Dun, 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 dun. That that song in yeah. accent version. You know what I mean? Oh, man. that's amazing though. And I'm actually, I fully want to do that. I've actually wanted to for a while, but after after that segment, dude. That's, that slid way up my list. Okay. Especially now that I know this the Peru one. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I haven't hey, been I to might, Peru, so hey, that's a that's a for you though. I that's might, a nice little uh, destination. I might actually have a place in Toronto. Um, oh no way! Yeah, um, but uh, that that's gonna be that's way all after fair. COVID and shit. So yeah, no. what yeah, isn't yeah. in COVID but the like, best hey, time to do it? Hey, no. When uh, if this place in Toronto ends up working up, I'm gonna like get people I know here who are interested in to come do it with me, um, because yeah, dude, this fucking shit is legit. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I've, down. I'm I've, there, I've man. I've seen like a lot of different people uh, really like bring so many good changes into their lives. It's cool. It's Fuck cool. yeah, man. So uh, we didn't even mention it, but yeah, obviously I think you, you've probably pieced it together at this point. Noor is a pretty accomplished stand-up comic. I have known you in Toronto now for a couple of years. I don't know if you came to Toronto before me or I came here first. I don't remember. I came here in like the beginning of 2018, I think. That's when I moved out to... Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, so I was like end of 2018, I think. Okay, so I 
Yeah, I, just so. a little bit before. I had no. I haven't seen you in the scene now two years. I had no idea about all this fucking ayahuasca shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. You don't do it in your comedy. You know, I have done it a couple times. It's just, uh, yeah. It. Um, Actually, usually when I do it, it's like I because it's like a story I tell. And yeah. So I'll do it when I'm doing like headlining sets. Oh, so okay. Like, got a uh, long set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't like, caught it. Yeah. But still, it fucking uh, it, it's not as funny yet. Um, especially if people uh, don't know what it is. Like, you know, when you're in comedy and you have to kind of explain something. Yeah, you might something. ruin. Yeah. The explanation yeah, so like, ruins it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works good at the underground at like a weed. Or room. in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So or like, like if in you're a big yeah, city, yeah. If you're like in a room when you're like smoking weed and you're like, hey, you guys know ayahuasca? And everyone's like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, all right, let's fucking tell a story. <laughs> but uh, so you started comedy in Calgary or where? Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, uh, I actually started in High River. It's like a small farming town, like south of Calgary. That's where I grew up. Uh, like but to I, anybody you meet in the world that says where you're from, you just say Calgary, right? Yeah, there's no yeah. way. There's no <laughs> way you say Hi River. Yeah, no, I say Calgary. I told you I'm from London, Ontario. When I'm abroad, I never will say London because that's confusing as shit, yeah, right? Yeah, England? No, it's. I just say Toronto, you know, just to avoid all that shit. Yeah, no, me too. Like I say Calgary, and like, yep, that's good enough. And you're Pakistani. Yeah. Did you grow up there? Or did you? Were you born in Calgary? Uh, I was born in Calgary. My parents, uh, so my dad's from Pakistan. Um, my mom's from Kenya. Um, oh shit! I had no idea. Damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got like, that 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 weird mix thing. It's funny how when you could take someone who looks someone who you, you, your mom's Kenyan and your dad's Pakistani, but you look Pakistani. You know? Yeah. Well, it's those like, weird mixes where you still come in the be, middle. To be fair, I think my mom's like uh, heritage probably goes back to India. Oh, um, okay. But, like, yeah. She's like sixth or seventh generation Pakistani. Uh, or not a uh, Kenyan, uh, Kenyan, I mean, Kenyan, Kenyan, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, no, like both my parents, like, are just fucking came here, li- lived did, the immigrant dream. Did you like, learn any of their uh, their uh, mother tongues? Oh, dude, I fucking um, so Urdu is what my family speaks mostly. And, okay, uh, I I can understand it. I'm not very good at speaking it. It fucking sucks. Yeah, man. me too, like, man. With my Arabic, my Arabic, I think it's better than your uh, Urdu, but. Uh, but I've still, heard you speak it though. Like I've heard you uh, speak in Arabic. I think. Yeah, I can and, speak like, Arabic. You speak well. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but like if you speak Arabic, you'll know that my Arabic is like a Down syndrome guy. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, a, when I'm in Sudan, bro. It's fucking embarrassing. You're like the it's backwoods like, Arabic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like the kind of you're the retard. You're the, you're the hick. Like, yeah, literally, right? Oh, it's the worst. And you can't pull out the English to flex on them oh, and just yeah. hit them with the hard English, right? You because. Did you ever go to Pakistan and and have to speak Urdu? Uh, no, but... Uh, Thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Blessing um, in the skies. I get it with the family, man. You go to the family reunions and they start speaking. Oh, you, you, like, yeah. 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 I fucking I remember I did the joke about this, like going to like uh, fucking Montreal and uh, having like uh, people come up to you and speak in Urdu and then they'll like no and you're like speaking see, French yeah. and you're like no oh. and they're like fuck who is this idiot <laughs> <laughs> like how many languages I'm gonna get down this list before this retard can talk. <laughs> you're looking away like I'm. I've done ayahuasca though. <laughs> I've had experiences. My back is fine. <laughs> So, I didn't know you went to England either. So you did the ayahuasca trip. You, in your mind, England was the place you wanted to do comedy. How long were you doing stand up in uh, Calgary? Or I'm assuming you do. You started stand up in Calgary, not High River, right? Because there's probably yeah, there's no open River, mics. There's like, nothing there, right? Well, no, my dad owned. So my dad moved to High River and bought like a little one-screen movie theater. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. That's but the sick. movie theater also was like uh, it had like a. They used to do plays back in there. So like. After high school, me and my friends started doing improv shows there. And, uh, yeah, I started, like, we started doing little stand-up sketches, uh, stand-up sets in between our, like, uh, different improv games. Yeah. And, man, like, uh, once I tried stand-up at my own, like, the theater I grew up in. You're like, oh, this is the thing. This is it. Yeah. And, yeah, I went to school in Edmonton, started doing stand-up there, and then I moved to Calgary after I finished school. And, uh, yeah. What did you study? Biochem. Biochem. Yeah. My good buddy studied that shit. Yeah. End yeah. up fucking unemployed for a while. Dude. Uh, <laughs> but is nice. He's doing now. Yeah, Shout out to Omar. But uh, if you go but into yeah, medicine, it's, it's weirdly yeah. vague. Biochem. Oh, bad. It's a little like, bio, a little chem. It's uh, an undergrad. It's non specialized. Good luck, buddy. No, it's good <laughs> you know? if you're going into medicine or some shit. But like, That's the dream for 90% of them. And oh, then no. And no they're, one they're gets the smart it. ones. Yeah. And the rest of me, I was just like fucking uh, stupid and like, uh, well, not stupid. I, I realized like how 
halfway through school, like I'm gonna do stand up. And, and you like, finished the degree still? Yeah, I think yeah, it was more, for the parents. Yeah, yeah. fuck the yeah. great yeah, 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 yeah. parents. Yeah, that's, the, that's they, what it they is. They bought bro. the businesses yeah. to get these that's kids uh, to become doctors. <laughs> and then I hate when people go, "Well, you have something to fall back on." It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. How am I gonna fall back on this biochem degree? You're like, in engineering, right? Yeah, I have an engineering yeah. degree, but it's like. What it's like? So it's like yeah. So if, I guess if I don't get a lot of headlining gigs, uh, I'll get a biochem job. What the fuck do you mean <laughs> fall back on? That? I can't. I've been out of this shit for years. I don't know shit. I don't care. Yeah. You know. No. no like, you can't uh, compete with people who give a fuck. Yeah. Right. Uh, my degree has to be useless now. Maybe like if I wanted to go back to school, I could like. They might be like, "All right, like we'll give you a year of credit." We gotta or give you some points yeah. for the artistic. Yeah, thing. maybe yeah. like you'd have to do like, a comedy class yeah. on the side or some shit. So you you went to Edmonton, you started comedy there, mm-hmm. then moved to Calgary. Yeah, and then how many years in were you like, "Yo, I want to go to UK"? And then what was the fascination with UK comedy? Um, honestly, I was just like my whole goal in life was just something like I I want to be traveling and doing comedy like those are two things Same. i just love Absolutely. i love traveling Absolutely. i love comedy and so i remember hearing you don't about, mind being alone you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I fuck man you like i'm a fucking like i'm a psychedelic guy who loves meditation and self-reflection like being alone is fucking simple for me yeah right you're just sitting there legs crossed like i'm fucking lonely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i am very aware that i'm lonely yeah. <laughs> And then you write into your journal, I'm going to make a bit about this. And then it all works out. But so you did the ayahuasca. You, what was it about UK? Because you know Conrad? Conrad Ose? Yeah, I love Conrad. He's yeah. uh, he's super fast. He really wants to go to UK too. Like UK comedy. He's got this like dream about UK comedy. Because so, there's a lot of like African comedians yeah, they're, in UK. Yeah, they're killing it out there. So explain to me, what when you went there, what were you thinking it would be like? And what was it like, the scene? So like um, the what year was it too? Sorry, uh, that I when I went out there must have been like 2016. Okay, I think or okay. 17 when I so pretty much let's say it's for all intents and purposes it's exactly what's happening right now. It's still the same three four yeah, years and like same yeah. vibe same scene. Yeah 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 yeah. Actually, I went out there right when Brexit happened. That's what I know. Like it, Brexit literally happened like uh, when they voted for it. Yeah, um, that literally happened like two months before i went out there oh shit okay yeah, so that's when i went out there that was 2016 okay yeah. um so like the reason i went out there was just like i kept hearing about comedians like especially canadian comedians who took that visa went out there and they actually made like really good living in london like uh i've heard that a lot of yeah, times too peter could, white dylan got yeah michael yeah. mott's big up there yeah yeah uh, wilmont was killing it i know allison smith she's in a calgary comedian killing it out there paul meyerhog like Paul Meyerhog was a guy who I, um, he's a comedian from Alberta, small town. I was about to say, Meyerhog sounds like the most small town guy. Yeah, and like, so, man, he he just fucking did, was doing like uh, theaters across Europe um, just because, uh, yeah, he's on a big show with like big names and like he's fucking doing these huge theater shows now, like opening for these huge names and stuff. And um, like very accomplished, successful comedian travels the world doing comedy. And it was just like, I looked at that and I'm just like, okay, this that's is what goal. I want. Yeah. So like, that's why when I looked at London, I was like, it seems like I can get into the international market doing that. So I went down to London. Um, I luckily I have like an uncle in London who like let me uh, stay with him for a little while. And like, so I went to London, did all the fucking shows. And um, was it like I've switched, I started in Detroit. So moved to San Francisco and then moved to Toronto. So I've done comedy in a bunch of different scenes. Okay. And I know that when you go into a scene, you get the you get the cold shoulder for like six months. Because comedians come in and out of a scene like like flux, like snowflakes. So yeah. no one cares to remember or care about you until they see you consistently. Like, okay, I guess this is a person who's sticking around. Yeah. What's yeah. your name again? You know what I mean? No, that's a hundred percent. Same kind and, of vibe. hundred oh, percent. And it's a bigger scene and I didn't hit up like a, like Big, uh, London is bigger than Toronto. Oh, way bigger. Way bigger. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, besides New York and LA, and LA it's probably London. number three. I, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I, I can't, I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure. Like it's, it's stupid. How many clubs, like the one cool thing about it, there's like so many clubs, like, um, like straight up comedy clubs, not yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. like comedy clubs yep, yep. that are like fucking walking distance from each I other. I heard. Yeah. Like, 
Um, so if you get into the circuit, which I never did, like I stayed there for a few months and like uh, checked out shit and like did shows at like different clubs and stuff. Um, but if you get into it, like you could like people were like 10 years ago, people were making like 200 pounds a show. They do a show, fucking walk out and go to another show, which is not too far away. And like some people are doing two, three shows a night. So you're like talking about 400 pounds, 600 pounds a night. And just for the weekend though, right? Keep that in mind. Like yeah, for the yeah. Friday, Saturday. And honestly, man, like uh, some of the people who were making it happen were making good fucking money. Dude, I, I, the way it was explained, Dylan got, I don't know if you know him, but mm -hmm. uh, he's yeah, a Toronto comic. No, yeah. I, I saw and, him out in Edinburgh. I went and watched his show out there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah sick. Yeah. He's, I, he, when he headlines, he like takes me around, like I'll MC for him, I'll drive him to gigs. I'm like his driver MC thing sick, here sick. and there, you know? He's, he throws me a bone every now and then. But the way he explains it to me is that in the U.S., there's like the hierarchy, the way it's set up, there's a million comedians at the bottom and just a handful at the top. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the top categories of comedians as far as like the top, they're millionaires. Mm -hmm. And then the second level, they're eating. And then the third level, there's no, there's thousands in the, and they're not getting anything. Apparently in England, there's a lot of room at the, the top isn't as top like the US where you're a millionaire, yeah. but there's a lot of room for you to eat as a comedian. Yeah. And There's a lot of comedians who are making their rent, they're paying their food and everything. There's a lot of room for them. It, and it, it seemed that way for me when I uh, went there. And uh, it looked like there was a top, lot more working comics, but it's on a downtrend. Oh, so, like, uh, you the, felt that? Yeah, the last 10 years, like 10 years ago, I think it was like when it was near the peak. Okay. And then it started going down. And like you could feel like, because um, like every time it like the shows get less and less, like... Um, the comics who are already in the scene, like they crunch down and like try to keep the shows that they have kind of thing. Yeah. So, and with the clubs that they work at and shit like that. So like, I don't know. It, it had that feeling like it wasn't as easy as it was to jump into it. Um, and like, I don't know. I, when I got there, like it was kind of like uh, me personally, I just didn't like living in London. That was the reason I was like, what was it for you? Ah, uh, it's like, it's just it, gray. And it's like, and it didn't feel like, uh, it was too big of a city. I didn't know anybody. I didn't like it. I didn't, uh, I wasn't really like um, making, I met some people and made some friends, but it was just like, it wasn't my kind of scene. And like, I didn't love like the culture wasn't my kind of culture. I realized like, I am like Canadian. You're a Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Canadian yeah. guy. And, and I'm, I, I'm North American. Like I even going to New York, I was like, New York. You fit I'm, in here. Yeah, yeah. I fit in yeah. better there. And even though I people loved me in England, I was having great shows out there and I like got to try a lot of different types of shows and like realize like, oh, I can like that's why I did. it works. It my comedy so, works. Yeah, it was here, so yeah. good for my confidence. And like I realized like, hey, if I stay here and put in the two years, like I can actually probably be making like a living after that two years. But then I'm going to have to put in like five more years to actually make it a good living. Right. Yeah. But like that was where I was looking at my life. I'm like, oh, like I'm actually like becoming like a, a British citizen if I keep this path up. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do it. Like it wasn't me. I'm like, that's when I came back and like right away I came back and I'm like focused on Toronto and I'm like, hey, this is the next step for me. This is where I can go and start building my career. And um and then, like, at least from there, if I'm, like, I need to jump to New York now, then I know I can do it. But uh, since I came here, like, now it's been, like, two years in Toronto. I'm, like, no, this is me. It's a lot of stage time in Toronto, you know? A lot of stage time. Uh, Especially if you're considered one of the established people like yourself, right? Yeah. And, uh, hey, like, it fucking, uh, I'm still not considered that in some areas, I think. But, like, uh, that's what the two years have done for me. The first year in Toronto was hard. Like, I... Like, it took me a while to fucking, like, get known by a lot of people because, like you said, you come to a new scene. No, you just get the shoulder yeah, for months and months. Yeah, people don't give a fuck about yeah. you. And, like, you can be like, hey, like, I've fucking been headlining or, like, or, hey, I work on these clubs. I travel the country doing this. And, like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they, they don't care. Like, if they don't see you... And plus, there's so many good comics here. Like, no, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, they they can be like, hey, I can go get a fucking killer comic down the road. It doesn't like it's pretty damn easy to find a good comic. What's why you, uh, why you're lucky? I think is because you have that background from Alberta. If you don't know this, pretty much Edmonton is one of the most bustling comedy scenes. From what I've heard, you can really make a living doing comedy just in Edmonton. 
like people come out to shows yeah hard in edmonton there are in uh, calgary is the same like i started a room in calgary called jupiter comedy um it's now eight years old it's going to be nine in september and like uh it was a weekly show. This is how I paid a lot of my bills. Like uh, me and my buddy ran it, and um, we sold out every fucking week almost. Like after how many seats? Um, it was only like sixty seats. That's sick. And yeah, like, it's uh, like the free time show. Yeah, 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 and it's just like a fucking great small room in the heart of like the hipster near uh, the hipster neighborhood. And what's Calgary. that called in Calgary? Kensington. Kensington. <laughs> of course, yeah, oh, yeah. of course, just like in Toronto. It's <laughs> and, uh, yeah, staple. So it's such a great room, and like we we were charging ten bucks and making like six hundred bucks plus some extra shit. So like it was every week I was making like. Uh, like a good chunk of change and that was like paying my rent and bills and then i was going on the road and making money off of comedy doing that because you can go on the road on the weekend and like yeah that's yeah for those also not privy you don't make any money really in toronto doing comedy yeah comedy in toronto you toronto's like the gym if you think of it like to, that's where you just work out that's where you sharpen your bits and then you gotta leave Toronto to pretty much make your money to get headlining gigs exactly so you go back out west Alberta to your hometown Noor's coming back and that doing all you line up all the shows in advance line up uh, and like what and then like, then like for like three or four weeks like I can like like the last couple times I went back like I would go for like three or four weeks sometimes two months and like just I remember you went at the end of last year beginning of this year yeah right? yeah I did like all fucking of Calgary Edmonton Saskatchewan and then went to BC and did uh, Vancouver and the islands and fuck just, like, yes bro and then like it's almost like you're performing pretty much every night and like uh doing all these different types of shows because like you go from like some booty gigs in Alberta and like sometimes like really small town gigs. And then like you're in the city just doing like Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver, like very different. Hip. Like they, they have yeah. hip shows, they have club shows, yeah. they have like hipster university college shows. Like you have all these different types of shows. Like it was just so good for me, man, moving to Toronto, writing so much here like you said it's a gym I, I found out a lot about my voice and comedy what i want to talk about who i want to be as a comedian have you ever gone out east uh so no uh like uh i was planning to do it like pretty pre-covid like, like I, I was supposed to yeah i was supposed to fucking do uh winnipeg comedy festival this um on may 1st but oh, then this fuck. shit canceled it all Hopefully, I still like they said like we're still doing the. They thing. sent that email, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but they they said we're still gonna do it, but like we're gonna have to wait until this shit's over. Yeah, dude. But I was I was supposed to have I finally got a showcase for yucks, a yuck yuck showcase. Oh, you said uh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, on March thirty first. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm you're like, just like, eh. and then and, and then, then you know what's gonna they happen? They all got canceled, and they sent an email. They're like, you know, obviously it's they're all canceled, but we'll, you know, you will be contacted in the next. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> oh, what's gonna happen? They're yeah. gonna end the lockdown on March, March or May thirtieth, and then they're yeah. just gonna thirty first. They're gonna be like, all right, a boss. No, it was March thirty first. Oh, it was March thirty first. Oh, okay, but shit. yeah, and 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 even in uh, February, end of February, you could tell it's all closing. Like it's all coming to a halt. It was sucking, man. That was yeah. That was those shitty. couple weeks where like what, every day ten new businesses cl were oh, closed. Dude, when when You're fucking like, oh. NBA shut down, that's when I'm like. And oh, hedge, when I heard about hedge not happening, oh yeah, I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> this is what? Every league closed, hedge closed. You're like, yo, oh, this is unprecedented. Him. Like, yeah, that's like a, Saudi's not letting in people to do pilgrimage, you know? Like yeah, that's like later this one. year. But like, it's like, what the fuck? All concerts are canceled. Like everything. I was like, oh, this is serious as shit. Fuck, man. It's yeah. But it'll pass. I think it'll pass. Italy's on the uh, downswing as far as new yeah. cases, and they're like the future. You know, that's the way I like to think of it. They're like a little bit in the future yeah, as far as this that. pandemic is yeah, concerned. Yeah. So it's like okay. They're seeing a horizon, you know what I mean? So that's around the corner for us, right? I just hope that we're back on stage by June or July is what I'm hoping for. Hey. And then you hear shit where it's like Trudeau's like, one more year of this. It's oh, like, man. Fuck that, that one like, more dude, year of this. There's no way. I, I was like, 
you remember like uh when you were kids like if somebody got the chicken pox your parents would like bring you around them to get the chicken pox early like, yeah yeah right now i'm like at that with like covid I'm you're like just give it to me oh yeah like hey i'm fucking young hopefully i can fight this shit like let me go around somebody with it i'll stay at home for two weeks and yeah. fucking like let this shit pass through my body but then afterwards if you're immune can't i fucking do anything yeah that's like, what i was thinking i can go and do shows i like think a, this is like really like stupid uh uh, uneducated thinking because I've thought the same thing but then I realized you can get the flu more than once Yeah, you know you so it's like even if you get COVID right Yeah, couldn't you just get COVID again I bet you uh, I bet you some people will but the majority won't and we we'll build have, an immunity like, we would have like that's why I think like like every like fucking young person who lives alone they should open up the bars for them we should go and do these fucking disgusting orgies at night yeah, and just fucking just like get, get sick and like for a month it's all about the young people getting sick and getting over it and uh everybody who's uh, vulnerable you stay at home and you fucking just uh stay away from everyone that's so funny and then yeah the rest of us get it and then we get over it and then when like we can actually open up society like most of the people are immune it would be good you, but you know the way it's gonna happen is you're gonna be the first case in his 30s to die from covid right? oh yeah no there's gonna be a few <laughs> a of case those. study there's gonna be a few of those and uh, i'm gonna ayahuasca my yeah. i know i'm smart i'm gonna if i get covid i'm gonna go to Take ayahuasca, <laughs> let it beat it out of my system. Oh, yeah, I don't know if ayahuasca. Throw it out. <laughs> yeah. If I understand your... ayahuasca correctly, <laughs> it will fix me with COVID. You know? Yeah, it'll beat my COVID. Uh, can you get rid of the beer aids? <laughs> yeah, right. Please. But it is a crazy time, man. I'm just looking to the horizon. Yeah, fuck I'm thinking man. it's gonna hoping that'll be done soon. Continue to watch these fucking movies nonstop. What have you been doing, man? I like I've said this a bunch of times. Just watching every movie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I started my fucking podcast. That's like the one thing. So like God, uh, yeah, nay, yeah, right? God, well, I'm gonna yeah, plug that. I'll, I'll uh, yeah, yeah. Give me the link to that. So I'll throw it in the description. Yeah, yeah. So man, like uh, just been like having some uh, doing like some interviews with Skype with that shit. But besides that, man, I've been kind of uh, yeah, not doing much. Writing at all. Uh, a little bit like I some can't. days some days i do but some day yeah like trust me i've had like a few days of nothing and i've had a couple of days of just fucking um being like really bad just like really just on my phone or like for so many hours a day and then like just watching television or and like just like completely Wasting. unproductive because yeah. other days i've been really productive where it's like i'll work out i'll do some writing cook up a nice meal do a podcast and like at the end of the day i'm like hey i fucking did great today maybe watch some television go to bed and like you're feeling like fucking like, yeah, yeah like you feel me. like the shit the business yeah but like then the other days i might like fucking have some beers and like um and then i'm just feeling like really like fuck like i'm just bored and like i just look up my phone or watch it and like uh yeah, I'm trying to, like, not do that anymore because that is, like... Uh, I've been writing, uh, not writing, like, bits or writing any or working on any material. I have no drive to do any of that. If I have an idea, I'll write it. Mm -hmm. I'll make a note of the idea. But if I can't go to the stage and kind of work on the thing, then I have no drive to write it, you know? It's like, some tough. people... Yeah, some people are like, yeah, you're gonna... I see something. And, yo, if you can write, God bless you, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm sure I literally could write. I just had two coffee shops... That I would always circulate. I had like my life was set. I I go right every day at these coffee I shops. Love that you know, I go yeah, right yeah. and and if it was packed, I'd go to my other one. I always had coffee shops. I'd be out writing. That was my thing, hitting up the material, tightening it, listening to the bit from yesterday, working on new stuff that night. You know what I mean? I had a nice little process, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's disrupted so severely. I can't just be like, oh, I'll write forty uh, forty bits by the time. Like it just ha, ha, ha. like I said this earlier, but like um. Tupac went to prison and I remember thinking, uh, I remember watching this interview. He was talking about how like you think you're going to go to prison and write all these albums, but it just destroys your soul. You know, mm -hmm. it, it like blows out that candle of your creativity, right? You think you're in there. You got all this time. You're going to be so productive. You're really not, right? Oh, it's, you need to feed your soul to actually be able to write this. It's creative work we're doing. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what the stage time was like the... 
the stage time was like kind of like the feed in the soul because like when you did like write a joke and you went and on stage and tried it out you were like yeah you it got it gave you like that good feeling like immediate feedback spark. great yeah. feedback yeah and then, and then you come back and you're like now I'm motivated to work on it because I did write like some jokes like I remember the first week of this quarantine, like I did have like a ton of jokes about the quarantine just because it was just so different. It provided like a spark of creativity in me. But then it was like afterwards. Three I weeks have passed. And it was like, like, I didn't have anywhere to try it out. Yeah. Like uh, I, I did do uh, some like Skype shit uh, with another podcast and I was trying out some jokes there and like, I don't know, but it just doesn't feel the yeah. same. And it's like you're, you're. And there's been 50 new developments since you're. You've yeah, written and your like shit. yeah, so like now you, uh, I'm like looking back at the jokes, and I'm like, oh, I guess a couple of them are kind of funny. But like that is a weird thing when you come back to uh, comedy. It's like I, I wonder like how much new shit I'm gonna have that I'm like gonna be like, all right, this bit right here, but. I don't know. It it sucks. I I I'm really like starting to miss that stage time like a ton. Yeah, I I had my uh, just my joke book, just sitting next to my keys, and I was grabbing my keys. I flicked it open. I just saw a couple bits written, and I'm like, I have no idea how these go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I'm on stage and I get back into the flow of things, I'm you know it's not gone into the ether, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, like it's out of my short term memory completely. Like I'm looking at the bit was saying like uh, safe black, safe black. <laughs> you know, you know, you, yeah, I don't yeah, even. I'm yeah, like safe black. How does that go? <laughs> I write shit like that all yeah. the time, and you're like, just how does like, that ah. go? I'd have to go back to my recording, get the beats of it. And you know you like smoked a joint, and when you came up with that, you're like, "Fucking safe black, this is gonna be on this Netflix." This is this, yeah, this is the bit. This is the bit, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. But yeah, what's next for you, bro? You you talking about New York? Are you once this all goes back to normal? Is that something? No, you actually... no, uh, New York maybe like down the road maybe like uh, I'm definitely like a couple years more in Toronto. I fucking love the city, right? Buddy. I yeah, fucking absolutely love this. City. It's so great. So much stage time to the hat, like to be had, and uh, just like such a cool vibe, cool people. Like I really love the people in Toronto. I really uh, love performing here. It's like so many different types of shows and different types of people. It's uh, made me a much better performer and it's made me understand myself a lot more. Um, and to those who've never lived abroad, there is a fucking, there is an annoyance of living abroad. That existence of your visa, all the visa stuff that yeah. you got to worry about when you're abroad. It's so it's so nice to just be in the country you're a citizen of. Yeah. And not have any of that shit to worry. That's like when I was in the States for three thing. years, I was on a visa. Though so annoying. Like your taxes are weird. You don't have you have all these red tape for what you can do. It's like it's the worst. Yeah, man. Um, And yeah, New York, uh, maybe down the road, like. Honestly, now with like how much the world like you can like actually make yourself like online. Yeah, I'm really kind of going down that route now. So like that's what this the one good thing about this virus has been. It's like forced me to like update all of my shit online and like um learn how I can like I'm really like thinking about like how I can like do more online content. So I do this like podcast. I'm like going to be releasing clips like you do. I really love how you do this shit here. Appreciate man. it, like, Yeah, it fucking, I love watching your clips as well. And like, uh, it always like, oh, new episodes out and shit. So like, I'm going to be doing like a lot more of that. And I'm going to be doing a lot more of like talking in front of the camera. Um, and a lot about like uh, the two things I love, like uh, ayahuasca, meditation, any kind of like spiritual or just self-development kind of thing. Like I love growing. I love getting better. And uh, yeah, so like I'm going to be doing a lot more in front of the camera about that shit. And uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, it's a time to do it, right? Yeah, and so like... Uh, you got we'll... an audience. Everybody's looking at your phone just like you were the other day. Exactly. That's everybody right so, now. So like uh, I want to be doing that and um, hopefully after this shit blows over, if I can get like a little bit of an online audience and then like I'm just going to keep building that and seeing if uh, I can translate that into people buying comedy tickets, yeah. you know? And as comedians, that um, this thing we're doing, this never ends. No, it you know what I mean. As long as you are a working comedian, this part, this content part, reaching out, free content, constantly touching base, constantly sending out your voice to the your fans and people that actually fuck with that fuck with you. Yeah, that never stops. 
Right. No. So it's not like in this mindset that like, oh, I want to start that thing and then maybe build an audience and just go from there. It's like, no, just get used to the idea of constantly giving. No, that's uh, that's your voice constantly giving your thoughts. I'm you know, constantly out there. That's uh, and that's how I want to like approach this right now. And uh, I've definitely like uh, kind of switched my attitude towards that in the last month. And it's been, uh, you know, it's been like good, buddy. I'm fucking like, yeah, I'm like. I'm looking forward to like uh hopefully like seeing this thing grow and like uh yeah and translating that into just be me doing more comedy and shit man like uh I can't wait to get back into comedy cuz I, I was thinking oh, a wait. lot of people do you think a lot of comics are going to be um like this might actually make them quit comedy especially especially if it's like a long fucking lock cut down I don't know how like not the people like who you know, not to sound like a prick, but the people who I've uh, how I who I've had on my podcast, no. You know, mm. anybody who's here to stay is here to stay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like but, as if this thing lasts a year and I'm gonna be doing engineering at the end of it. That's that's ridiculous. You know, that yeah, yeah. the very idea of that is is hilarious to me. You know, mm-hmm. like I think the bulk of people that the people that you see on a daily basis are here to stay even one year from now. You know, as soon as it goes live back again, shows, you'll see them out. Nice. I, a lot of the people that like are in and out, you know, comedy's got a lot of 50% of a, at least 50% of a com- any comedy community, any stand-up community is like in and out. Yeah, yeah, just... I do my friend show every other week. I may yeah, hit an open yeah, yeah, mic yeah. if I know some friends are there, so we'll get drinks after. That kind of thing. Yeah, this could, they may come back to the open mics just as a social thing later, but the the people who were in it, the people who were obsessed, you know, that feeling you had when you did comedy in between your improv sessions mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, this is it? Yeah. Oh, this is the thing? The people who had that feeling, they're going to be back. Yeah. 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 But yeah, man, fuck yeah, bro. We, we're pretty much coming on an hour 10. That's what I like to do, man. Do you want to plug anything at the end? Because I'm going to put everything in the description. I think you've said God, yay or nay. Check that shit out, especially if you liked all that ayahuasca talk. I'm sure you go in a lot more description. Yeah, so like the first episode of God, yay or nay is uh, my actual Mexico retreat. So I did it six times. I fucking went down and broke through every single ceremony. And uh, So the- there's a possibility you might not break through. Break, what do you mean breakthrough? When you say breakthrough, oh, I high? Bre- oh, no, I break down. Every, oh, bre- oh break got, down, it, got, sorry, it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I break bad, down uh, every uh, uh, ceremony, and I just like talked about what I learned and what I experienced in every ceremony. And every ceremony was different. So like you can actually get the idea of like how the medicine works. Um, and the fourth episode... So I released four episodes so far and like I just did the fifth one yesterday. But uh, the fourth episode, I actually talked with the shaman. Um, oh, sick. yeah. Yeah. So like uh, he actually uh, explains so much more in detail. That's like, amazing. About the medicine. And uh, yeah. And then like I talked with some comedians. I talk with uh, I talk with a dude who fucking um, has his own show on uh, Discovery. Um so like uh yeah I'm, I'm, my whole plan is to talk with so many different people from different walks of life and kind of talk about their uh kind of like their whole spiritual process or growth process how to get better in life i talked with an atheist so like it, it's not just even about spirituality it's about people how they look at their life how they get better and so, you got them believing in god by the end too i i hey no incredible. no uh <laughs> they swore to it that's not, the, that's not the point yeah. of the show they swore to nothingness <laughs> yeah. uh, so my comedy album uh brown privilege it's out oh now. sick fuck yeah. yeah i'll plug that too yeah yeah, yeah so, it'll be in the description uh, yeah and brown privilege it, yeah yeah that, when did you drop that uh i dropped it a while back but uh this is like me putting it out on everything okay all yeah, right hell so yeah. um it's on uh spotify if you uh i'll like put the if, link yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah no no you'll find the link uh in the description below ah thanks buddy yeah, yeah. it's on like itunes and shit and uh yeah you can check out my website newerkidy.com and and after this you're gonna tell me about the toronto ayahuasca spot right yeah buddy okay hell yeah uh from my end as always uh if you're on uh apple click that subscribe give five stars maybe leave a comment say something nice you know five stars though that's how this shit trends and fucking the algorithm and all that shit tell your friends about it spotify click follow Appreciate y'all so much for listening. This will be episode 50, huh? Oh, sick, Episode buddy. 50 hey, of the Immigrant Section. Man. It's been almost one year of weekly episodes. It's That's been, killer, man. Yeah, congrats, hell yeah, congrats. man. That's a fucking Thank you for coming shit. on, man. Thank you for talking to everybody about ayahuasca. Hopefully a lot of people 
that uh, were on the fence or they didn't know about the existence of something like that now are at least intrigued, I hope. Because I think it's something beneficial for everybody. Oh, dude. uh, Yeah. Uh, Every person I've heard who's done it is just like uh, they've had benefits. Their life is before and after that, right? Yeah. Yeah, Fuck yeah. We'll check it out. Ayahuasca. Tell your friends about the immigrant section. Peace. Peace, guys. Thank you.